You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. We've been talking about being unified in purpose. Simply, we're talking about working together in order to win the world for Christ. Um, Every house of God, the scripture says, except God build the house, those who labor, labor in vain. So someone who is has established a church and they say it's by God in that vision, it should deal with reaching lost people. If the vision has nothing to do with reaching the world, then uh, I would ask that person to revisit if this is really God or not, because we are the continuation of what Jesus uh, or where he left off or we are the continuation of the birth of the church or the acts of the apostles. And when Jesus ascended before he ascended, he commissioned us to go into all the world and proclaim the good news to every creature (laughs) to go into every man's world. So the vision should have to do with collecting or gathering other individuals. So when we talk about being unified in purpose, we're talking about working together as a church body in order to win the world for Christ. And every Christian should have said amen or should agree with that. Uh, but our last session, um, with the exception of Father's Day, we began to talk about inside job. Someone say inside job. Inside job. We dealt with uh, those who are being influenced are controlled by other people within the church now and when that happens it not only does it um, break their commitment but it causes many to fall away so we want to make sure that we're not being influenced in a negative manner by those who are on the inside and I said this before anytime any major organization or any kind of organization collapse is always because somebody on the inside has infiltrated the the business or the place and caused a breach among the the body. So we want to make sure that if the devil's going to use anybody, he won't use me. Now, he might can use my neighbor, but he won't use me. Amen. So we want to make sure that we're not being influenced uh, by people. And what happens, you know, people are allowing themselves to be controlled by other people to such a degree that they're more committed to the individual than they are to the body of Christ. Amen. And you're not subject to me. You're subject to the Lord Jesus. I'm just an overseer of his flock. Amen. So we talked about that and we uh, started in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Um, and, and just let me say this too. Um, and we studied this when we dealt with the vision Three things I want you to write this down, and this is found in Acts chapter 2, primarily between verses 42 through 47. Um, There are three characteristics that's given or that demonstrates a healthy, someone say healthy, a healthy church. It also uh, gives us three things that are vital or necessary for a church to continue to grow or to foster growth. Okay, that's unity. (laughs) remember uh, this body all those who believe were of one heart 
one mind. They had all things in common. See, that's togetherness. They did not consider the things that they own possessed as their own, but they often sold possessions. That means they had money. They had possessions in order to benefit the body. Okay, so there has to be unity. There has to be self-denial, dying to self. In other words, I can't be selfish, okay? Because what's happening, when we become a part of something, we often look and ask questions, but we need to start with self first. Am I unified? Am I unselfish? Okay? And the next thing we see, well, how can you say they were unselfish? Because they did not consider their possessions as their own. What did they, what are you saying, preacher? They considered what they had as belonging to God. I'm just a steward. This is not my house. It's God's house. It's not my money. It's God's money. I'm just an overseer of his estate. And the third thing that's vital uh, for a healthy church is daily proclamation of the gospel notice they broke they went from house to house daily breaking bread and thousands were added multiple times to the church why because of the camaraderie the fellowship the unity they were unselfish they were unified and they shared jesus daily now when i have questions ask yourself am i unified am i unselfish and am I sharing Jesus daily? If I haven't done those things, then I should just kind of hold tight, get it together, and get on with the, okay? So those are three characteristics of a matter of fact, that's, that's, these are, you can also say these are three characteristics of a person who operates with togetherness or unified. How, what do you mean? I'm unified. I'm committed. I'm unselfish. Okay? And guess what? I share Jesus daily. Let me, let me say something. If you are a believer, being that I, I asked Jesus to come into my heart, he's the head of my life, you have the responsibility to spread the gospel as a disciple. This is not just a pastor's job. It's not an evangelist's job. It's not a bishop's job. It's if you are saved, that's your ministry. And wherever your occupation, that's where you fish. That's where you share the gospel of Jesus. If I'm in the marketplace, if I'm at Walmart, if I'm at Phipps Plaza, if I'm in Miami, if I'm in Chicago, my job as one belonging to Jesus is to proclaim the good news. Ah, this is good. So ask yourself, do I possess these three qualities? Because what's happening, I was studying this stuff. The other day, and the Holy Spirit said, what's happening because of that negative inside influence, some are apart. Being that separate or operating individually when they should be a part, being unified and together. You get it? Rather than being a part, they are apart. Or they have become apart, being splintered. Do their own thing. Isolated. See, you have become a part of the body, not a part. When I'm a part, I'm unified. I'm united. I'm a part. Okay? That was a little revelation, a little nugget. Now, in 1 Corinthians, I just want to read this verse and pick up where we left off. Uh, again, Apostle Paul was addressing some issues within the church. There were things going on, um, people being influenced by other people, and there were those who were serious about God. Um, was concerned because nobody was saying anything. First nugget, when you see uh, stuff going on, the scripture in the same passage, he said a little leaven leavens the whole lump. In a, a little sin, a little offense, a little drama, 
will spread. So if I see it, if I can kill it in, in its infant stage, can Sasha, I can keep it from enlarging itself. So, 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 let, let me tell you something. When you are a, a part of something like Pastor say, big to big, bigger than big and greater than great, don't turn your eye to when you see foolishness going on. I'm going to tell you've been messy, you've been wrong. I'm going to be the biggest tattletale there is. Why? Because my lifeline is tied into this thing. My children's children will be worshiping. Okay? So, 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 uh, uh, but a couple things uh, that was... And this is seen today. This people, those who, of Corinth, had a problem divorcing their culture. Now, I'm going somewhere because what we left off, we were talking about that low self-esteem. Um, so they brought that with them into the body. When you receive Jesus, whatever issues you had, those, see, those issues didn't get saved. Your spirit got saved. The real you was made alive to God. But whatever psychosis, mental disturbances uh, that person had, they came right along with you. That's why the Bible is so clear, or it's also known as the old man of those strongholds. We bring those, those old natures, old ways, old habits with us. That's why the scripture says, any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. You need to know that you are new now. Okay? Old things have passed away. Okay? So those, they were still dealing with those things and they were doing so bad that Paul said man listen you need to watch them I'm not talking about watch people in the world because if I was talking about them we would have to leave the world I'm talking about watch them people toting Bibles watch those who speaking in tongue next to you watch those who have hands lifted heads bowed knees on the floor watch those people <laughs> now how would I know I would know them by their fruit okay because some of us are praying for real, but some aren't. How would I know? By the fruit. Do you pray and get up and act crazy? This is to see fruit. Do you speak in tongues in service, but after service you're talking about sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so or the pastor? Do I have hands lifted during service, but throwing them things after service? You should know them by their... But listen, look what Paul said. Now he says, listen, um, be, 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 let me tell you something. It, it, again, it's not always, the out, it's, it's the inside people. It wasn't your heathen girlfriend that got you off. It was your saved girlfriend. It wasn't your heathen homeboy that got you off. It was the one that was saved but still had them old habits. The one that still liked to go to Magic City. Okay, y'all. Or the Players Club. I don't know. Wherever they like to go. Uh, let's get back into the. Pastor, now you didn't have to say that. Let's read this. But actually, I have written to you what? Not to write. Excuse me. Not to associate with anyone so-called Christian. Or Christian brother. If he is what? Sexually immoral. Greedy. Or an idolater. Devoted to anything that placed. Or reviler. Who What? insults, slanders, otherwise verbally abuses others, or is a drunkard, a swindler. You must not so much eat with such a person. Notice he said, don't, he, he didn't say don't speak, don't be cordial. But I can't fellowship with you like that. Ah. Why? Because a little leaven leavens a whole lump. This is true. Okay? So we have to watch those who are on the inside. 
Now, uh, uh, so we said, number one, we have to watch the company we keep. We're talking about what? Inside job. And I showed you in 1 Corinthians. I'm just reviewing now. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, the scripture says, don't let anyone deceive you. Associating with bad people will ruin decent people. And, and listen, it's not that we don't need people in our lives because we need people. But it's the right people that we need. We all have influences, but you want to make sure that these people are. Let me tell you something. Anyone, when, when you are a believer now, when you are a Christian, anyone who is leading you away from God is not a good influence for you. Now, let, let, let's do this. For, for those who are Christians now, because I know some will still believe in God to become a Christian. Okay? <laughs> not just here, but in Facebook land. The Christians, I, I'm, I'm, my prayer is that you would 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 agree with the word, not just with the word. Some are having it, finding it hard to agree with the word. If someone is leading you, the Christian, away from God, I'm not saying he's bad, Crystal. He's just not good for you. You hear? Okay, we talked about that. Then we said, well, what is it? And we went to Philippians 2. And I share with you how the Lord began to share with is, is, is rooted in our esteem. Okay? Where's your esteem located? In your soulless realm. Your mind, will, intellect, emotions. Okay? Where's it located? Now watch this. This is just for some, some, some Selah. This is a Selah moment. You, when you read through the Psalms, and Pro, I think it's Psalms. You see Selah, Selah, however you want to pronounce it. It means chew on it. Think about this. Pause. Back up. Look at it again. Meditate on it. That's what that means. So next time you see that, so I know something. Who is she? Who is Selah? No, it means to meditate on it, okay? That's what it means. It means to pause. Take a second. In Romans 7, Paul's talking about some issues that he had, um, you know, when I want to do right, man, I do wrong. When I don't want to do, how do I, who's going to deliver me? And of course, the answer is in the, in the text. It said Jesus. But then we get to Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 1. He says, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And most often time, notice I said those mindsets come with us. When we come, when we're born again, a lot of people still, they're condemned. Not by God, but by self. Man, I was a big, so I was this, I was that. So there's these feelings of condemnation. We have, we have pronounced judgment on ourselves. And Jesus said, I haven't even pronounced that on you. So we bring the, see, it's not at the forefront because it's been there so long. So the person who's dealing with, they're not actually thinking, oh, this comes from that. No. So we got to make sure that I'm not harboring condemnation or guilt or whatever we did when we were that's why some people feel they still feel like they're not worthy when they see Jesus matter of fact I, uh, I was home last weekend and I we my sister and I went to get something to eat and I seen a guy that we was he's a little older than me but I seen him had seen him in some time and he was working at this restaurant and I was like hey man good to see you and he's like yeah man I had to go through some, and, and I could tell immediately that see you condemn and I said man we all hey who haven't I mean, God, but he was almost justifying what he had to go through. Man, see, that's that guilt. Any man being Christ, man, forget about what you used to do. That's your past. You, even if you bring it up, that man dead, that woman dead. And I'm not going to allow you to condemn me when God himself considers me justified. 
just as if I never missed it. Okay? So guess what? We bring them mindsets. And selfishness, most selfish people in study will tell you this, they're selfish out of fear. Feel like they may lose control, you know, or they won't have any control. What may happen if I, if I do this? So they're selfish out of fear. And guess what? They make it all about self. So just because I'm saved, that doesn't mean that you are unselfish. And one of the, the qualities that we should possess once we are saved is unselfishness, humility, like Jesus. Okay? Matter of fact, what does verse 1 say? Let me show you something. Matter of fact, let me read to you. Verse 1 says, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Then he goes on to talk about make my joy complete by acting in a way. In other words, in verse 2 he says, if you're in Christ and you've had this encounter with Christ, then you should act in a way that's pleasing to Jesus. I think verse 5 says, have the same attitude as he did. Okay? This means that we should refrain from doing anything out of our own selfish ambition. Now, let's read verse 2. Now, make me completely happy. Live in, notice what we're talking about, being unified in purpose. Live in homely. Love each other. Be united in what you think as if you were what? Only one person. You can't do that if you're selfish. Don't be jealous or proud, but be humble and consider others more, more important than he says. Let me tell you something. It's virtually impossible for anybody to esteem somebody else when they see themselves in a lowly state. If I'm suffering from low self-esteem, there's no way I can lift you up when I'm low. So what's happening, we have people who were saved but failing to renew their minds. And, and it's not always intentional that they're not connected. It's just they have failed to deal with those old mindsets. And let me tell you, let me tell you what, just, 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 you know, when we're dealing with the psychology thing, all of our issues, let me say this, they begin in the mind and they end in the mind. All of your problems. Start with how you think, and they're going to end with how you think. All of your problems started with how you think, and they're going to end with how you think. What do you mean all of my problems? All of your problems are, let me tell you what they are. They're, they're, they're based on how you perceived past experiences or things that happened to you. That's all your memories are. Things that you've experienced in the past or your perception of what. Ha- so it's not even necessarily what happened to you, uh, Sister Fly, as much as your perception of what happened to you. That's why the both of you can have the same experience, but have two different outlooks and two different outcomes. OK, so what you're dealing with is a mind issue. Yeah. You should have learned this already in masterminds. I'm just, I'm just regurgitating what the, the, the professor has already told you. So this is nothing new. You don't heard this. You heard this every week. That's why some of y'all, yeah, yeah, pastor said that two weeks ago. Okay, well, that's good. I'm just repeating what she said. Okay? But uh, just, just remember, all of your issues, they start and they end. As a man. Okay. Now, I, I say, I'm going somewhere, and I said this the other week. That's why we should take advantage of these mastermind classes because the, notice I said psychology, psychiatry, all that stuff has its place, but the Lord started renewing the mind. Be, Jesus said, if you want to be transformed, renew your mind based upon the word. 
God made man, not man made man. And we and when we look to man, we're saying God, we, we're saying man knows more than God. When we look to man to get my mind right, I have to look to God. I'm talking to Christians now because the world has its own philosophy and way, which it doesn't work. That's what that, that can explain why, you, again, somebody with seem, who seemingly has it all. Why would you commit suicide? You got billions of dollars. Are y'all here? And, and, and here's another reason. how. See, just when men think he got a hold on you, you flip the script and like, man, dog. I thought I had him. He can't. Why? Because man is a complex being. And at the same time, we are finite. We are limited in our image, excuse me, in our uh, knowledge where God is infinite. He's infinite. He's unlimited. He knows. And who knows how to fix you better than the one who created you? That's why when the physician can't get you right, he puts you on what? Medicine. He medicates you to slow you down. Why? Because I don't have the answer. So let me slow her down. Now you walk around slobbering at the mouth and not yourself because we need to slow you all the way down until we can get the handle on this. And I showed you last week, the word of God says that God's precepts, his formula, his direction, his knowledge, his way is right. Okay? Walk not in the counsel of the, okay, what do you mean ungodly? Those who point you in another direction other than God's way. So if I'm pointing you to someone other than God, then that's ungodly. We always think it's weak. No, no. Ungodly is pointing you to someone other than God. So I don't want to walk in that council. Okay? Now, where's the mind located? Where? But yeah, okay, okay. Your spirit, your tripartite being, your spirit, soul, and body. Okay? You are a spirit. That's who you are. The spirit's the real you. Okay? Which possess a soul. That's, that's where your, your information, your will, your intellect, your knowledge, your mind, will, emotions lie. And it's housed in this physical body. Okay? Now, so your mind is a part of your what? Body, right? Your makeup, right? Okay? Would you say that? Is it connected to your, is it somewhere, let me say this, is your mind located somewhere in your body? Oh, thank you. Okay. Now, now. Earlier, I said, can you go to, I, I need to show them this because this class is not accelerated as Wednesday nights. I thought y'all would, I, I thought y'all would be a little bit more. That one ends up, but I'm saying y'all already know this, so y'all are like, uh, uh, let me look, uh, you, you heard this. Go to Proverbs 4, let me show you something. Now, I said all the issues start where? And they end. What do your problems start? What are your problems in? in what do they start? So if you got a problem, guess where it lies? And if I want to fix it, guess what I got to work on? Notice the metamorphosis, the going from the caterpillar, as pastors say, to the butterfly only comes via, by way of renewing my mind according to the one who made you. My, let's read this. My son, give attention to my words. Open your ears. Don't lose sight of these sayings. Keep them with deeper. That word in, in the uh, Hebrew is layab. It simply means the mind, the soul. Keep, the, keep my word deep in your what? Mind. Because they are what? They, they are what? What's the opposite of life? So if I feel like I'm in a dead situation or something dead, I guess how I can bring it to life? With, with the word. Okay? 
he says that because if I keep this word deeply embedded in my heart, there are life to those who what? Find them. And health, do y'all see this? Wait, no. And they heal the whole, including your. Y'all missed that. So you mean to tell me as I could be jacked up, I could have a low self-esteem. What's the fix? The word of God. Start saying about yourself what God has said about you. Start looking at yourself in light of how Jesus sees you. And he doesn't see you dirty and nasty and filthy. No, that, that's why Paul said the life that I now live is hidden in Christ. So when God sees me, he sees me just as he sees Christ. Now, that was a nugget. Now, now let's go back to Philippians. Um, can, can I see those same verses in the NLT? NLT. Watch this. Then make me truly happy by what? Agreeing hard. Matter of fact, let's start at verse three. Don't be, don't be, don't be, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be what? Humble. Thinking of others better than yourself. Again, I can't do that if I'm selfish. Why? See, self, self first, self firstness. Everything is about self. I, me, me, me. Okay? Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better. Don't look out for your own. And see, something we never do, we never consider how it affects the body when we're not doing where we're supposed to be. But come Monday morning, good morning, boss. What about kingdom? Don't see the selfish person makes or selfish people make make decisions, excuse me, that only benefits them. And what they do, they never give thought of how this may impact what I'm a part of. Yeah. Selfish person. They don't think about it. Just, just I, I, as long as I feel good, they're not thinking about the consequences of their decisions. Hmm? Don't look out only for your interests, but take on the interests of others too. Also, selfish people make decisions that only benefit them without giving any thought to the impact that it may have on others. And they're very parsimonious, stingy too. Very stand, oh, oh, why? Everything about me. Selfish people won't give. Why? Because notice it's rooted in fear. That what? what it, well, if I give, I'm, I might, I, I might not be able to eat. See, that's fear. Now you, you're not even in faith. And the very thing that you fear, Job, has come upon you, and and you and you you keep having less and not enough, not because uh, uh, God is unable. You, you are, and, and not, see, by me not giving out of fear, I'm still getting the very thing that I feared. When I should just operate in faith and allow God to do what? The just should live by not fear. They fear giving. They, they fear being transparent. Even in relationships. Watch this, selfish feeling a sense of loss of control where I, 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 see, I, I ain't really show you the real me. Why? Well, who, who I've been seeing all this time? I, I've been holding back. See, that's fear. Why? The last person. See, that's fear. That's selfishness. You only think about yourself. When the other person is giving 100, but here you're giving 30% because you you operating in selfishness. Hmm. Think about that. When, when it's self first, do we ever, because just think about this, do we ever consider the impact that, that it may have when we 
refuse to die to self. Do you, do you ever think about you know, how, how that affects the body? We're talking about the, the local church now. When I, how, how does it affect the church when I refuse to, to die to self, when I make it about me? How does it impact the church when I don't show up? When I miss it, see, before the person get indignant, don't leave. Sit, sit down, ushers. Thank you, sir. Kinshasa, we know some people work. Schedule might be off when we work. We're talking about those who are just selfish. Just, just refuse to participate. See, that's a person who's a part and not a part. Uh, do, do we ever consider how does it affect the church when I don't give? I mean, I got money. I'm, you, you, yeah, people, oh, yeah, oh. Man, it ain't one broke person in this church. I can look at your shoes, your bags, your weaver, your your weaves, and your haircuts, and your cars, and your homes, and Facebook posts, and Instagram posts, and Snapchatting. So you're not broke. Do I ever consider the fact? Think about this. Think about this. Do I ever consider the fact how it affects? where I'm a part of when I fail to share the gospel of Jesus. Seriously. How many people have you shared the gospel with this week? See, see what I mean? Notice we talked about three things that are needed for a healthy church. Unity, unselfish, uh, unselfishness or selfless love, and what? Daily evangelism. See, the person who understands unity, I'm going to be there. I understand commitment. Let's use myself, for example. Me and uh, my brothers uh, went to a jazz concert last weekend jazz and I'm gonna do like y'all and I'm still saved okay so I don't know why jazz is a sin there's nowhere in the bible thank you you with me aren't you pastor don't never mind them it's okay God loves you there's nothing wrong with that okay hey I, I didn't leave until 11 I was in Charlotte but I hey I got to get back for service now if I was a committed person I mean I missed that he's late Mm. Usually that's about a four-hour trip. I was back in three. Of course, what I was in had a lot to do with it. But nonetheless, I was here Sunday morning. Are y'all here? Almost fast as that jet. But, uh, but nonetheless, I understand unity. Do we ever realize how it, it impacts my church when I fail to serve? See, some are apart, splintered, separate, isolated, while others are apart. See, what's the use of having your eyes if they don't work? They just own the body. That don't make sense. How do you remember and do absolutely nothing? Then we have to stop. I'm going through. Everybody going through. Shoot, let's go through together. We're better together. I'm going through. Let's hook up and go through together. I'm hurt. I'm hurt too. Let's help each other. What what if I didn't show up because I'm going through? Y'all would never see me. Well, Pastor, he going through. Who ain't going through? Matter of fact, listen to yourself. Going through. So that means every day I'm closer to coming out. So keep serve with the limp. I yell, me and my husband at it, but I'm still serving. Why? It ain't about me. 
Me and my kids going at it, but I'm still saving. Why? It ain't about me. They give me hell on the job, but I'm still saving. Why? It's not about me. See, the selfish person gets in the corner. Whoa, me, nobody knows. And it's probably some people, you can go to any local hospital, I'll be glad to jump up out of bed. Okay, yeah, you, you give me yours and then you take mine. Do we ever think about it? I showed you Matthew. Just give me this verse. Matthew 17. We, we identify them by their behavior. Matthew um, 17, 20, NLT. And, and let me give you a couple of these in three. I got three minutes. Listen to this. L let me give you some signs when you are in the company of bad people. Why she get this verse? They're insubordinate. They rebel against leadership. Watch people who, yeah, yeah, but, you know, but, but pastor don't know everything. You know, God told me, God, he told you what? Yeah, God, God told me that you, you're going to be the next superstar. You don't need to. Matthew 7, verse 20, NLT, Matthew 7. Let me give you this. So number one, some signs that you're among bad, bad company, you say that loud. They rebel against the headship. Watch this. They appear super spiritual in an exaggerated way to gain acceptance and attention. In other words, they, they, they might roll off a couple tongues to seem deep. They come with that little look, girl. Let me tell you, I just got out of prayer. And you're going to be messy? Go back in there. Go on back in. You still cooking. You got 15 more minutes going back in there. <laughs> Listen, they have their own agenda and they're looking for disciples of their own. Boy, this is good. It, 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 it's, it, it, I re, thank you. I, about, oh, I received my own money back. Okay. I thought it was only it fell out my thing. Okay. What was the, what, what, what did I say? Say it again. We're talking about watching out for people on the inside. They have their own agenda, and they're looking for disciples of their own. They isolate and pit people against each other privately and individually behind closed doors. So when I'm with you, I'm talking about her. When I'm with her, I'm talking about you. But when we're together, we all get with. You know she said this about you. Know, you know she said, you know, pitting people again. See, we have to watch this stuff. This goes back to what he said, slander. They play the victim. They're never wrong. They, it's everybody else blame. They're never wrong. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. I said it, but I didn't say it like that. I, that ain't how I meant it. See, see how this, I said it, but I ain't. I ain't. He he took he took it out of context. They accuse people falsely, and they're very critical. Watch out for these people. You know what they do? They seek after the hurt and wounded to mentor them. They, 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 they look for the hurt, trying to empathize with you to mentor you. You see, boy, they sow seeds of discord. They're not accountable to anybody. Look, well, they're not accountable. It's, it's the right smart men of y'all today, so I, but they, they're not accountable. Nobody. All right, I'm grown. But do you, ever, do you ever consider how 
your absence affects the body. Let me tell you, those people, they're very domineering and controlling. They gossip incessantly and they're very slanderous. Well, I said that. In the last one, they refuse to admit guilt or any wrongdoing. Watch these people. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify a person how. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.